Good afternoon and welcome to The Daily Take on Young News Podcast with your host, Johnny Phillips, on this Friday, May 15th, 2020, sharing with you my thoughts on current events. And today's topics are nursing homes, shutdowns are struck down, and restaurants are put in handcuffs. And I want to begin with nursing homes because this is obviously a very big topic in the state of New York. And this comes out of the Wall Street Journal. And it says here that after mounting criticism and thousands of deaths in New York nursing homes, including several individual facilities that have lost more than 50 residents, the state on Sunday reversed the mandate, which said nursing homes couldn't refuse to accept patients from hospitals who had been diagnosed with COVID-19. So essentially what happened was over you know a couple of weeks ago, it was mandated that nursing homes take patients that are that have COVID-19. Okay? And this was done because they didn't want quote unquote other places to be overwhelmed with COVID-19 patients. And they said pretty much the logic was, okay, we got to send them somewhere. Yes, we don't want to necessarily send them somewhere where they're going to create danger, but we have no well we have nowhere else to put them. Okay, and this pretty much is just a human nature logic, right? Like when you want to get rid of quote unquote someone or something, you push it off and you say someone else has got to deal with it. Okay, and that's essentially what happened here. And I think here's what's really got to be discussed. No one wants to say it, but everyone panicked. Everyone panicked. Leaders were not prepared to lead in a moment like this. We became comfortable. We became complacent. We became, we, we became used to blaming Obama for all our problems, blaming Trump for all our problems. If you were a Republican, you blame Democrats. If you were Democrats, you blame Republican. So we were very comfortable playing the blame game. We were not prepared for something like this. We continue to point the finger. And so when an event like this takes place, people panic, leaders panic. And as a result, as you know, everyone listening to this podcast, when you panic, you make bad decisions. And one of the bad decisions that was made, one of the terrible decisions that was made, is to take people with a highly contagious virus, also what so far seems to be a highly deadly virus for the elderly, okay? And put people who have this virus in a place that is filled with people with pre-existing conditions and very old people who also might have pre-existing conditions in uh, 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 as, as well as their age. Okay, so here's what happened. These people were put in these nursing homes and the deaths that started to be calculated significantly increased. And after weeks of protest and weeks of telling the government, look, this policy is really hurting us, they have now reversed the decision. Now, the problem is, is that it's too little too late. Okay, and I think most people realize that. And instead, obviously, of taking responsibility for this, Governor Cuomo, as any politician does, right, this is not nothing new, he deflects it, okay? He doesn't take full responsibility for botching this operation. And he said, and it says here in the Wall Street Journal, Mr. Cuomo said the change didn't reflect a view that the original directive was flawed, okay, and that nursing homes should not have accepted patients they weren't able to care for. So essentially, this is going to be the the argument that Cuomo is going to make. It was the nursing homes problem. It was the nursing homes fault why people were dying. They were not prepared. 
they did not take extra precautions to make sure that people with COVID-19 would remain safe and healthy at a time like this. It was not our fault in the policy that we decided to put forward. It was their fault for not being prepared. Typical, typical answer from a typical politician who, let's admit it guys, Democrats, Republicans panicked. He panicked, the state of New York panicked, and as a result, bad decisions were made. Period. Okay, and I have something else to say, and this is not to Democrats, Republicans, left, right. Here's the deal. When it comes down to nursing homes, a lot of this could have been avoided, and I'm going to say something that's very taboo. A lot of this could have been avoided if a percentage of the people in these nursing homes were not dumped off by their kids. That's right. That's right. I said it. A lot of these problems would not have been taking place if in the past... People, specifically the kids of their parents, were not dumping off mom and dad at these nursing homes. You know what you got to do if you're a situation like this, all right, and your parents are getting older? You take them in. Yes, you take them in. You care for them. Learn something from other parts of the world that do this. And that complacency, that wanting and striving for a comfortable life and making sure that everything is okay and and, and, and that, gosh forbid, you take your mom and dad and you have them live with you and they make your life uncomfortable and there's extra sacrifices you make. Oh, gosh forbid they, that happens to you. It's the worst thing ever. We got to get out of that mindset. And the bottom line is it's totally politically incorrect. But a lot of people, older people, were dumped off. They were dumped off by their kids because their kids said, it's not my job to take care of my parents. They have money. I have money. We can afford someone else taking care of them. Instead of looking at the situation, not from a monetary point of view, not from a point of view of convenience, okay, or comfort, but looking at this from a human point of view, that it is your obligation. Yes, obviously there are situations out there where it is impossible or almost impossible or the stresses and the amount of anxiety that would that would come about are much greater having that person in the house as opposed to them somewhere else. And this has to do with obviously people suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia possibly or you know certain harsh cancers, right? Like there are certain things in this world that do make it incredibly, in, almost impossible Okay, for any person, whether they are older, whether they are younger, to be at home with family. But the majority or at least half the people that are in nursing homes today can be, they can be taken care of and be and live with their kids. And the bottom line is no one wants to admit it in America, but a lot of older people are being dumped off. They're being dumped off because if they were to stay with their kids, they would make their kids' lives inconvenient uncomfortable too much sacrifice would be ha would have to make ready for this line too much time would be wasted taking care of mom and dad okay this is the kind of stuff that isn't talked about this is the kind of stuff that is not going to make headlines and this is the kind of stuff that people avoid but part of the problem in new york and other places in this country is the fact that a lot of people are in these nursing homes because the kids dump them off period and they have to start taking some responsibility for this. And they should start looking to the future and say, look, do we really want mom and dad to be in these facilities? Maybe we made a mistake. And so with that said, I would like to move on to the next uh, item here. This has to do in Wisconsin. 
Uh, the title I gave it was Shutdowns Are Struck Down. And uh, in the Wisconsin State Journal, it says that in a 4-3 decision, the Wisconsin Supreme Court of, on Wednesday struck down the state's stay-at-home order, handing a defeat to Democratic Governor Tony Evers. In his administrators and in his administration's response to COVID-19 panic, in its order, the Supreme Court said the stay-at-home order is invalid and therefore unenforceable. So some businesses and restaurants presumably may open immediately. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that this has taken place. I think it's going to happen in some parts of the country, not all parts of the country. And at the end of the day, when it comes down to shutting down or opening up a business, it's the job of the person who owns that business to make that decision. And I know there are people out there that say, no, the government has to make that decision for them. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, either way, you have to make a choice in life. You have to choose to trust your small business owner and your local community and those people that walk into that business or bureaucrats. You can't choose both, okay? So if you want those businesses to shut down, what you are saying is I trust the government more than a dedicated, hardworking, and disciplined private business owner who has a major who has a major positive impact on our community. That is what you're saying. You know, in the past, for example, obviously with the 1918 Spanish flu, Yes, churches shut down, but they did it not because it was mandated by the government. There were places and are places in the United States of America that at certain periods of time and at certain moments in time have made the decision to shut down, but it came from them. Okay, this did not come from government. And today we are in a very interesting situation where especially in the Northeast, people have made the decision to trust the government and bureaucrats and people who are not in their local communities, people who are not uh, participating in their local governments, um, they have made the decision to not trust the people that surround them and instead trust the government far and away from where they live. And that's fine. But let's not try to act like you know, this decision isn't being made. No, it is being made. Every time that you say the government has the right to shut things down, they have the right to step in and say enough is enough. What you are saying is that you trust the government more than you trust a small business owner. That you trust a bureaucrat more than a person who runs a coffee shop, who does a tremendous service, who might sponsor your local Little League baseball team for your son, or whatever the case might be, right? That is the decision that you are making. So I believe Wisconsin's making a good decision here. I believe at the end of the day, I would rather, I would rather give people who own private property, who operate a private business, give them the freedom to open or not open, and then give their clients the freedom to either participate in that business or not. Look, just because you open up a business doesn't force a random person to walk on the street and enter into that business. There is nothing in the United, in the United States Constitution that says once you open a business, you must go into that business, okay? That's not how it works. Okay, what we are saying in the United States of America, one of the things that we have taken pride in is the fact that we give businesses freedoms and liberties unlike any other country in the world. And I'm glad Wisconsin, what happened in Wisconsin took place. 
Okay. I also believe that just because just be just as you have the right to open business, you have the right to close business. And if you're a politician, you have the right to support the opening of this country. But I will also defend your right to shut down parts of this country. Both groups have their rights. And it is our job, obviously, to see what is going on, what these groups are doing, and make sure that they both are given freedoms to speak freely and to act freely. And so I'd like to finish off with a title called Restaurants Are Put in Handcuffs. So this comes out of the state of Washington, and the article comes out of the Washington State Journal. And it says here, in a 4-3 decision, the Wisconsin Supreme Court on Wednesday struck down the state's stay-at-home order. Handing a def- I'm sorry, I read the wrong article. Here it is. The governor's office, this is from the Seattle Times, okay? The governor's office on Monday released a set of requirements restaurants will have to comply with if they want to reopen for dine-in service. And one of these requirements is a 50% capacity with cap and it caps tables, uh, uh, caps table sizes at five. Notably also 13, uh, there will also be 13 criteria that restaurants will have to adhere to in order to reopen. And this includes stipulations that they create a daily log of customers and maintain that daily log for 30 days, including telephone, email, contact information. Here's what you have to take away from this. If restaurants have to abide by these rules, they will shut down. Not only will restaurants shut down, but people do not want to have to step or feel like they are stepping on eggshells when they come to restaurants. You know why people come to restaurants and spend more money on booze and spend more money on food? They come for the experience to relax, to hang out, to be comfortable. You cannot be comfortable and relax in an environment in which people are taking down your information in a daily log, in which you go to a restaurant and it's half full. Sometimes the beauty of a restaurant is to go and it's packed. It's packed with a great spirit, a great amount of energy, right? We've all been in these situations before and it's just a great experience. That is what you're paying for. I also want to make it very clear that a lot of people do not have, okay, do not have a great understanding of how businesses work. A lot of people think that, Oh, that's no problem. That person operates at 100% capacity. 50% capacity just means that they only make 50% of the profits. Uh, No, no, that's not how it works. But I can't tell you how many people look at the number 50% capacity and they say, oh, well, I guess instead of not making 100% profit, you're only making 50% profit, but it's still profit, so it's going to work. That's not true. That is not true. People actually believe, and, and this is crazy, but it's true. People who don't own businesses actually believe that a restaurant can operate with 50%, under 50% capacity rules. And I am here to say that no business can operate when they are restricted to 50% capacity, especially restaurants. And if they do so, there's going to be severe consequences, such as obviously the prices of things will go up. They may have to actually shut down and relocate. They may have to just go to takeout only. And just think about this. Even if it was 100% capacity, do you really want to walk into a restaurant and have people with big masks over their face? Ah, very depressing, right? It is. You look everywhere you go, you see someone with a mask, depressing, stress, anxiety, fear of death. 
This all kind of creeps into your life. So you go to a restaurant, you see this big mask that someone's wearing. You don't get to see, and this is not being politically correct, a very beautiful, cute smile from a lot of times a beautiful, cute waitress, right? As she obviously takes your orders and is there to serve you for the next 30 to 45 to, to an hour time, time slot, right? You don't get to see her. You don't obviously get to have a good time with your friends because you're constantly worried that someone's watching you, making sure that you can't sneeze, that you can't cough, that you can't blow your nose, all of these things, right? You're stepping on eggshells and no one wants that. So even if it is 100% capacity, what kind of people really want to walk into a restaurant? What kind of people really want to walk into a place where they're taking down all your information, where they're wearing masks, where you can't see that cute, gorgeous smile that a waitress might have that you really like, and it makes you feel comfortable, and it makes you feel at peace, and, you, and it makes you really enjoy the overall experience. I'm sorry if I'm not being politically correct here, but it's true, right? It's very true, all right? So here's just something you want to look at. Restaurants can't walk on eggshells. People don't want to walk on eggshells when they go into these restaurants. So they're going to struggle. And if you're going to put these types of rules in place, just don't be surprised when they shut down. Do not be surprised when restaurants start shutting down because they can't operate under these, under these restrictions. They can't be at 50% capacity all year long. And people certainly won't be showing up to places in which they have to feel like they step on eggshells. So again, these are my points today. I'll be back tomorrow uh, for my next daily take. Until then, have a good day.